But you have done your research about the company. No. So I googled. No. I did. I did. I, I googled. I googled the website, but okay. the website was like not informative at right. all. Yeah, because it's a startup. It's a startup. Like, just literally, just said like we have like one thousand wow. customers or something like that. I don't remember anymore. So far, it sounds like a, you know catfish <laughs> yeah. situation in LinkedIn or well, something. <laughs> it could have been. That's a big risk to take. Yeah. Yeah, but like I just thought like okay, let's just meet this guy then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I just I met this guy and then he told me, Oh, we're gonna be like the number one SaaS company in the world. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Mind Your Business SG. The conversation from last week continues enjoy do you think that um it is better to have a partner or not have a partner mm, actually now that i've been in both right mm. i think i think it really depends on the person and the type of startup that you want to have okay yeah but for yourself personally like personally if i were to make a startup next time i might want to do it alone okay yeah right. do you think it's easier like i mean you're taking on so much more right uh but decisions are more um easier to make because it's just one person, right? What do you think are the pros and cons of like working in a partnership versus uh, doing it alone? I think when you have a partner, you have a sense of, I guess, security, falls or not. Right. Um, but you also have a sense of belonging. Okay. But you've, you're alone, right? There's a lot of things that you might not be able to actually tell your mm. teammates, mm. you know, like some confidential things or some investor relation things. And I do see like that frustration sometimes. Okay. And I know that's difficult. But at the same time, when you're a solo founder, I think that's a lot on your shoulders. Right. Like, you know, investors' expectations or um, whether or not we hit the targets. Right. And how are you going to drive this thing? Because there's just so many things happening. Right. So I think the cons is really that it's just all on you. You have to own your mistakes. But that's also a pro, right? When you own your mistakes, you can like get on with life. Correct. Correct. Right. So so we have come to the end of that two-year journey, right? Uh, which I think it definitely grew you as a person, right? Mm-hmm. What was the feeling that when it closed down, like when y'all decided to end it, right? Yeah. What were you thinking about? Were you planning to go back to Hong Kong? Like what was going through your head at that point? I actually like heaved a huge sigh of relief. Okay. I was just so happy to be done with something because okay. I think it just took up so much of like my mental space. Right. And then sometimes I really didn't know who I was anymore. Okay. Yeah, I'm just like listening to what this guy is asking me to do. And I just no opinion on anything. So I think that was like very not me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, uh, but yeah, I think like after a while when I kind of like got better a bit, like, okay, put it in a box, put it aside. And then now it's just on talking terms. So I help him sometimes with any stuff that he asks me mm. about for, you know, that kind of things. So still a good relationship. But um, one thing I think I didn't do too well was that I jumped too quickly into another startup. Okay. So yeah, so like I, so I there I was being done with like, my company mm-hmm. and I told myself I'm going to take like a three months sabbatical I need a right. break right. so I was contemplating between like going to the States or going to Taiwan but then w- no was ba- it for like holiday or I don't know just just, just a break yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. or maybe yeah so anyway then like Taiwan I thought Taiwan would be better because uh, as a startup founder you know money isn't really like mm. very it's not something that I have you know yeah. so I was like okay I think Taiwan's a bit more friendly so then there I was about to book tickets to Taiwan at like 2 a.m. in the morning for three months. And, and this then, was just right after uh, the end of... Uh, this was around 2019, um, November, end of November. Okay. Mm. Yeah. 
The and sharing then, just ended lah, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then after that, I kind of was contemplating booking this trip. But before I pressed the button to buy the air tickets, I thought to myself, oh no, I can't spend three months and not do anything. Right. Yeah. So I started applying for some like content writer remote jobs, that okay. kind of stuff. And then, you know, with like job sites, the more you press the button, the more <laughs> they kind of like recommend you similar yeah, yeah, jobs, yeah. right? At that part, I just stopped thinking. It was like 2am. I was just like pressing all the buttons I could see. <laughs> so I didn't know what I was pressing. I just press, right. press. And then when I finally like cleared the whole page, right, I was like, okay, time to sleep now. So I was walking back to my bedroom and then my phone pinged. Okay. So someone called Hanson Tai from a company called Stickflow replied saying, oh, can I know more about you? Okay. And I was like, wait, did I even apply to this company? Right, I right. opened it and I was oh, it's based in Hong Kong. I was like, oh, okay. Right. Not Taiwan, but sure. And then he, um, we just chatted for a bit, sent okay. a bit of info over. And it was like, mind you, 2 a.m. Right. And then, but you know, as a founder, I knew that you would be awake at 2 a.m. Yeah. And then he was replying me saying that, oh, are you free for an interview like next week? Okay. And again, this was before COVID. So interview for next week means I would have to be in Hong Kong next week. Okay. Right. Yeah. And then uh, I was thinking about it and then I thought like, oh, actually, I think it would be quite good because next week was actually Christmas. Okay. And I don't mind spending Christmas in Hong Kong because, you know, then it's nice and cool. And versus, you have some family there. Yeah, so, yeah. Versus in Singapore where it's hot and humid. So, okay, sure. <laughs> let's, let's like take this as an excuse, go to Hong Kong for a week. Right. So uh, then off I went to Hong Kong. So I booked a ticket and then went on the plane. And oh, then you mean so you had to buy your own ticket? Yeah, yeah. It's a startup. This guy did not have the funding <laughs> at that point of time. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I just um, got the ticket, mo- uh, flew to Hong Kong. And then the moment I got off the plane, I think I was supposed to meet him at 3 p.m. Right. Uh, I received a notification like that. He said, oh, can we meet at 1 instead? And it was already 12. Okay. So I thought like, oh no, there's no way I can take public transport and reach the office within one hour. Mm. So I took a taxi. Okay. It was the most expensive taxi in my life. It was like almost 500 Hong Kong dollars. That's like, that? wait, wait, that's like wait, almost 80 sing. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. How far do you have to travel? Uh, Almost half an hour, I think. <laughs> wow. Uh, uh, yeah. Taxis in Hong Kong, more, way more expensive. They start Singapore? at, they start at around five do- sing dollars. Right. Yeah, around the but same actually. Eight, Singapore eight bucks. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Those days, like Grab wasn't that big. Yeah, it wasn't right? that big. Yeah. 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 So I just took a normal Hong Kong red taxi and yeah. then went there and then met this guy and I had a nice chat. So by then, you'd have already spent like a couple of hundred dollars. Yeah, and I wasn't even hired yet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But you have done your research about the company. No. So I googled. No. <laughs> no. I, I, okay, okay. I did, I did. I, I, googled, I googled the website. But the okay. website was like not informative at right. all. Yeah, because it's a startup. It's a like, startup. It just literally just said like we have like 1,000 wow. customers or something like that. I don't remember anymore. So far, it sounds like a you know, catfish <laughs> yeah. situation in LinkedIn or well, something. It could have been. That's a big risk to take. Yeah, yeah but like I just thought like okay let's just meet this guy then (laughs) so I just I met this guy and then he told me oh we're gonna be like the number one SaaS company in the world we are going to beat Salesforce I was like okay and then he said do you want to come and see my office I was like sure so we went to the office (laughs) at any point of time was there any like red flags that like you were like what? Where is this guy bringing me? Like, no, 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 no. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. It was actually like this place. It's called Cyberport okay. in yeah. Hong Kong. It's actually like equivalent to our Block 71 in Singapore. So it's actually a startup place. Okay. Right? Yeah. Okay. So it looked generally fine. Okay. It looked better than Singapore's Block 71, by the way. Singapore's okay. Block 71 looks a bit like where, in- where industrially. Where is Block 71? Uh, one North. Okay. So uh, it looks a bit like industrial. Uh, in is it a place with a lot of uh, food options and then there's like live bands and all that? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it's like a container Yeah, yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, place yeah, yeah. So I that's that's Singapore's oh, like okay. startup yeah. scene um, ah, okay. area. But yeah. this Hong Kong place looked like 
futuristic. Wow. So I thought like, okay, look, not bad. And then I went to see this guy's office. This guy's office is like the size of this room. And then the, the table was like this size. There was just okay. literally four seats. Right. And then there was only one guy in because the founder is the person I'm meeting. There was one developer that was working. There's one developer that's like on leave. Right. Okay. So there was only three people in the company at that point of time. Yeah. And then I said, "Oh, so this is the bigger than Salesforce company. Are we, we working in? You know, uh, this did, guy. Did this... you say it to him? No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> so I was like this guy, this developer guy, wearing a white T-shirt, just typing on his computer and just yeah. like very shyly saying hi. Yeah. And then I was like, hmm, okay. And then he showed me his um his his app. Okay. And I was right. like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Great talking to you today. And then after that, I just went. Back. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then after that, um Were you were you disappointed? Though? No, 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 I wasn't at all. I think like he it was very admirable that he had this vision. I think right. that's something that a lot of founders need to have. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And for me, I think I really empathize a lot just being a founder. I know that, you know, we all start somewhere with nothing. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So I think that part of me was more like trusting. Mm. Yeah. But I don't think it was blind trust because I felt that like he was actually like incubated by Cyberport itself so right. they actually had funds from government and everything so okay. it wasn't that shady I mean the most I would just come here and just like work for a job I don't like it quit yeah. I guess mm-hmm. yeah and I have so one, anyway. one of the factors that that made you be keen to explore was that it was in Hong Kong yeah like if it was anywhere else uh, have been yeah, so, right? yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah, because I think in Hong Kong, I still felt a bit of a safety net. Right. Yeah. Right. So I just go the ahead, circle, try the circle yeah. thing. Right, we're back. <laughs> yeah. No, at, at least you know people. If something yeah, goes yeah. wrong, you met a yep. shady guy. Online. Yeah. And I, I speak <laughs> right. the language, so yeah, like, exactly. I kind of like right. know yeah, what's going still on. Still familiar well. territory. Okay. Yeah. yeah okay. So and then uh yeah so after like spent like Christmas there, flew back to mm-hmm. Singapore. And then I think the first week of Jan, he was like, oh, you're hired. We're like, okay. So in the next two weeks, I just packed up and moved to Hong Kong. And then that was when COVID hit. Okay. So you still told him that after the meeting that you're still interested? Yeah. Okay. Okay. okay I, I didn't okay. say I was interested. He told me, I will let you know if we pick you in the end. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Right, right. right. But and it was a very casual interview. Also. Yeah. It was just casual chat. Yeah. Okay. So technically, you were going on as like the fourth person to the business uh, with one founder and two developers, right? Uh, Yeah, so like, I think on paper, I'm actually the fifth person, but physically in Hong Kong, I'm the fourth person I because see, right. they hired like a remote developer. Right. Yeah. Where in, was the remote developer? In Russia. Wow. Yeah, mm. yeah. So, but like in the Hong Kong office, everyone thinks I'm the fourth person. Okay. But yeah. I'm technically the fifth. Yeah. Right. I, I, I you still working in the Russian... Yeah, yeah. He yeah. actually moved to Hong Kong. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, politically, yeah. I don't know what's right or what's wrong, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, what's wrong with that? I don't know, man. No, there's like, nothing the, wrong with the that. The world's so sensitive right now. <laughs> the world is a bit too sensitive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. So, uh, wow. So, from three months in Taiwan to uh, or US to a Ended new up, job yeah, exactly. in Hong Kong. Were yeah. you expecting that text that he's going to get back to you? No. <laughs> you, you thought that was the last time you're gonna see this guy, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> for you, it was just like, ah, oh, yeah, fine. Okay, you so know, I'm, yeah, I'm going yeah. for a Christmas holiday in Hong yeah, Kong. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. That was what I thought. But I think yeah. like. Yeah, I guess things just sometimes work out this okay. way. Was, mm-hmm. So when you went to Hong Kong, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you were going to be part of the team that is starting to build Slick Flow up, right? Uh, was the pay very important to you at that point of time? Yeah. It was? Like like how much they were offering you and all that? Yeah, definitely. And I think like, um, but to a certain extent, I also understood that as a startup, you know, mm. you have limited funds. Right. So, I mean, I tried to push for what I felt I deserved. Okay. But I think one lesson I learned was that don't um I guess undercharge yourself. Right. So I think for me like 
what I did was I actually gave myself a discount already because I'll be like, okay, I want this, but then it's, not it's a startup. Start yeah, so I think let's do this instead. Right. But then I think like now I I would have said like, no, I should have just push for that and then mm. see what they say to negotiate okay. down, right? Like you don't have to discount yourself. Right, right. Yeah, right. I think that's something I've learned. So yeah. we go to we go to Hong Kong in 2020 Jan. Yeah. Singapore has had their fourth case of COVID. That's right. And you start work in Hong Kong. At mm-hmm. that point, Hong Kong's COVID cases were already slightly on the rise already. Yeah, they were, they were. Okay. And uh, I remember the first week I went to Hong Kong, we had queues for um, rice okay. and masks. Wow. Yeah, long queues, like right. a few streets down. W- what yeah. was what was going through your head at that point of time? Like It was just like, oh, this is real. Oh, yeah. Because like, I think I was going, I was trying to buy rice. Okay. So I went to a supermarket near my place and they're like, oh, we ran out of rice. Wow. That's my first time hearing that in my life, right, you know? Right. And I'm like, Asian in country. Asian country. Yeah. Running out of rice is like unheard of. Yeah. 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 It's blasphemous. <laughs> so I was like, what? Okay, sure. And then, um, the next day I actually decided to kind of test out the route to work. So I took a bus to like my workplace. My workplace was very Ulu. As in Cyberport is actually very Ulu. It's like the Tuas equivalent of Singapore. It's very right. far out. How long is your journey? About one and, almost one and a half hours. Ah. One hour, 15 minutes. Yeah. And then when I went there, because it's so Ulu, they had rice. So like <laughs> while wrecking that place and seeing the office and just like, you know, making sure like I can get to work on time. Right. I found rice. So I bought rice. <laughs> Hidden stash of rice. Yeah, exactly. So I actually like bought like two packets of rice okay. and then I brought it back to where I stayed. And then while getting off the bus, walking back to my house, this auntie stopped me and said, where do you get the rice from? <laughs> I said, Cyberport. I've never heard of that place in my life. I'm like, I know. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine getting robbed? <laughs> Give me your rice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it was just like a really crazy time to be in. Wow. Okay. W- was there any like uh, employment issues? Let's say, visa and stuff like that uh, are, are you like a dual citizen kind of thing or? right know. right yeah so I'm actually yeah. a permanent resident in Hong Kong right so then like I didn't really have a visa yeah issue, okay so. right, right, right 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 that makes sense right mm-hmm. so then you start the journey of sleep flow yeah bring us through it so yes. w- what was it at that point of time when you joined it was a shoddy website oh the website was not bad better, okay. than, better than my original website but um <laughs> I think it was really a very work in progress. Like, okay. I remember, I think in February or something, we got our first client. Is it? I can't remember if it was our first client, but one of our first few clients is actually a hotel from Malaysia. Okay. We were like, oh, from Malaysia, we didn't put any SEO, nothing, nothing right. done. And someone from Malaysia like came in okay. and they asked to use our product. So we we're just really happy that there was someone who wants to use okay. our product. And then after that, um, but then, you know, the software had lots of issues, right? Mm. Like, I can't change my password. I can't add, I can't mm-hmm. add a user and stuff right. like that mm-hmm. that we had to like quickly fix. Okay. So I think that was very good and we were very happy f- that they were so patient with us and they understood that we were growing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we fixed all those issues already. Like, it works fine now. Yeah. But it was just something that, you know, at the point of time, thinking back, you know, what were we thinking, you know? Right. Yep. It was just like four of us. So it was a f- founder and then two developers and me. So basically, right. I did everything that was not coding mm. and nothing to do with the finances. Right, marketing yeah. and marketing. Things, business sales, development sales, yeah, sales. Yeah. at the point you, you had zero experience in those things right I was just I just had experience from my own startup right, so I was right, just basically right, right, doing right. what I did in my own startup okay. for someone else's startup right. and you're, at that point you were working I'm I'm pretty sure very closely with the founder right yep right. What, what do you think that he was doing very differently uh, from what your experience as a founder right I think he was uh, more sure I think okay. because he had like 
proper working experience okay. before. Like, uh, he actually worked, I think, at EY and at HSBC, if I'm not wrong. Right. He worked in banks before. So I think like that kind of instilled a sense of maybe structure or way of thinking right. for him right. that helped when we were actually like structuring stick flow. Okay. Yeah, but for me, I just came out of uni. So it's just like group projects, right? right? So it was very like take it and run with it. Yeah, so I think that was very helpful. And he also had a bit more tech knowledge, which was definitely helpful when he was communicating with developers. Mm. Yeah, and another thing was he actually had in-house developers. For us, we used outsource developers, so that was a bit, like, difficult as well. But I think, like, through it all, I did kind of, like, pick up some things from, like, Stiglo as well. Okay, right. What, 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 sorry, what were these some things that you kind of picked up? I think my mindset change is one of the things. I think when I went in, I still remember very clearly saying that, you said we were going to do this. Why are we not doing this? Right. You know, that kind of thing. It's still very stick in the you promised, yes. you know. But like, I think with that and with startups, I think now I'm just a lot more like, okay, we promised that, then don't promise anything in future. You know, right. just say that we're open. We will look into this, but don't say I will definitely do this. Right. So I think like in terms of like the words we say, I just get a bit more cautious about that. And the next thing is just be, being a bit more open um, to changes. Like right. we know. Sorry, the promises is internal or to clients? Um, internal yeah and also because I think like we were also very early stage so I remember there was once and I thought he would be a very decisive person right but I guess everyone's a bit different sometimes so um, he told me one day like okay I want to change the pricing of Stigflow I was like okay Mm -hmm. so uh, he came up with pricing I came up with pricing so next day we met at work we just discussed the pricing Mm. and he said okay so we're settling on this yes let's settle on this okay and the next day actually I thought about it again you know I think we should do this and I'm like what? We just decided yesterday. Right, and then right. so we went on this pricing discussion for like a whole week. And okay. that was when I was like, I thought you were a very decisive person. Like, right. why are we still flip-flopping right. on this thing? Just right. make a decision and go. Like, just mm-hmm. test it, you okay. know? Yeah. So I think another thing I learned was to just test it first. Okay. A lot of things, like for me, I think, I would kind of like to wait until it's like perfectly done mm. before like pushing it out. Because right, right. I think for me... I think... I th- sorry sorry yeah. to interrupt you. I think that's a very Singaporean problem. Yeah. Right? Like, we want to wait for the perfect yeah, yeah. Time to do something. Yeah, and for me, it's because I feel like I'm putting my name on this. Right. Like, putting my reputation on this. Right. And, like, I take pride in my work. So, I don't want to push out shoddy work. And people say, like, huh? Crystal made something like this? Right. Like, I don't want to, like, have that kind of, like, feeling. So, for me, it was very on. No, if it's not good, I don't want to push it out. Okay. But I think in startups, a lot of times, we need to know what we're not good at. So, what I think we're not good at might not be something that our clients think we're not good at and that's a very big difference right. you know I can push on something and then I think this part's not good and if I spend the next like two years fix- fixing just this part and then client doesn't care about that part at all right. then that's mm-hmm. it right so right. I think like now we learn that okay just push it out mm. see what the clients say and then say sorry give them um like help them in other places like maybe boost them and then whatever and then fix this area so okay. I think that's kind of how we okay. run now do you think that, that the startups in Singapore lack that that, that fear, like the willingness to just push things out, right? Is, rather than waiting for that perfect versus mm. in Hong Kong. Like, what, is there a, a difference in the, the startup scene? No, I don't think that's the difference. Yeah, because I think in Singapore, a lot of founders I speak with are also just very experimental. So okay. they're also just like, I think it's a very founder startup like mindset you, that's very okay. common across right. everywhere. And so, yeah, they do push it out and everything. But I think the difference is that I think maybe in Singapore, the founders are a bit more cautious mm. about maybe fundraising right. or maybe a bit more, um, yeah, about how to grow their team and they consult a lot more people okay. and stuff like that. Yeah. Versus in Hong Kong, it's very more straightforward. 
Yeah, and of course, I think because in Hong Kong, like, there's a very strong business scene in Hong Kong. So, right. like, new startups actually mix a lot with very established businesses in Hong Kong, a lot of conglomerates. Right. So, I think that kind of, like, helps in accelerating deal-making, accelerating relationships. So, that's something that Hong Kong has that Singapore might not have. Because okay. in Singapore, like, there aren't really any big conglomerates that we can work with. Like, you know, Hong Kong, let's say there's this company called like, New World Development. So they're okay. in like properties, they're in entertainment, they're in like every little thing. Right. You know, but in Singapore, let's say Capital Land is just in Capital Land, just right. like shopping right. malls, right? Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. So we're pretty industry focused, but there, they're very span industries. Mm. Yeah. Right. Do you see it changing for Singapore in the next maybe 10 to 15 years? Um, I don't think so because I think like the one of the key differences is that um in Hong Kong the property developers were allowed to kind of like do whatever they want. Kind, yeah, kind of like build the Hong Kong economy, right? It's okay. really built on property in Hong Kong. But right. in Singapore, because the government kind of like took back the land and then most of the land's owned by the Singapore government. Right. So in that sense, I think the opportunities are very different. And also with that. The because like the people in Hong Kong like they make money through property they can then invest in other things like entertainment okay. or maybe invest in other things like shipping and stuff like that but in Singapore if you're a property developer you're just a property developer mm. you know right. if you're doing this then you're just doing this right. so there's a lot less like I guess crossovers mm. so what do you think like like if say today I'm a startup in Singapore right? what are some of the lessons that you from Hong Kong have learned that you can share with like maybe Singaporeans who want to, you know, go into the startup scene? Mm, I think it's to be open-minded and to be witty. You must think like a few steps ahead. Because okay. I think in, I think Singaporeans were a bit, I might be generalizing, but I think we're a bit more trusting. We are a bit more like, we think like, okay, if we do this, it will probably work this way. But then Hong Kongers, they just throw your curveball and say, nope, it'll work that way instead. Mm. Yeah, and then you have to be ready to kind of like anticipate that change. It's very hard to like put it into words, but I think it's just being able to expect something that you do not expect. Right. Because I think that's what I've learned in Hong Kong so far. I felt that I was a bit too trusting very early on. And yeah, it's just not very good. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Like adaptability, like being able to adapt to... To, to different situations, is it? Yeah, and being able to kind of like quickly get a grip on what's happening. Because okay. sometimes, you know, you get sucked in and before you know what's happening, you're like, done. Hey guys, we hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Next week we have... There was too many, <laughs> yeah, too, too many, many apps, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like during COVID then like Zoom came out yeah. and yeah. Teams came yeah. out. So that's, why you, need, came yeah, out, that's why you need Sleekflow. It right. organizes <laughs> everything into one right. platform right. for you as a right. business owner. Right. Exactly, right. exactly. Right. So yeah, so I think like we educated the market and we had lots of inbound leads for right. that whole time. So it kept us very busy. I really replying people at like 2 a.m. because oh. there was no customer support team, right? It was just me and Henson. Yeah. Wow. So we had to like reply people and then we set in a routing system. So it's like A, B, A, B, A, B. So anything that comes in, he gets it and then I'll get it and then he'll get it and I'll get it. So right. it just sees like who SMSs us, uh, who was us at what time. Right. right. Hey, this is Crystal and you're listening to the Mind Your Business SG podcast. Thank you for joining us this time. If you haven't already, subscribe to us on Spotify to get a new insightful episode every week. The Mind Your Business SG podcast is hosted by Ashwin Prakash and Tamit Nasif. Thank you to Naim Lutfi for our intro music. And if you've enjoyed our show, consider rating us. It will help us grow the show and make the future episodes that much better. Have a question for Ash or me? Head over to our Instagram page at mindyourbusinesssg and ask away. We read every submission and we might just answer yours in a future episode. If you'd like to support us personally, you can reach out to Ash for your finance needs and myself for any creative business solutions. 
We'll see you soon. 